This is the center stage of Moto Podcasts. Welcome to the Moto Limited Show. Live from Brisbane, Australia. It's go time. Here are your hosts, Trent Marr and Nick Still. What is up, guys? And welcome to the Moto Limited Show. Thank you for joining me tonight on a special one-on-one podcast where I'm going to sit down with newly signed KDM Australia MX2 rider Nathan Crawford. Um, a, A bit of a shock signing for some the KDM outfit has not had an MX2 factory rider for a few years and uh, they've come out today with Nathan Crawford piloting that seat in 2022. So I'm going to sit down with him and have a chat about how it came about and everything like that. Um, And I hope you guys enjoy it and I hope you guys have been enjoying the extra content that Nick and I have been trying to punch out here in the last couple of weeks. Big plans for 2022 and we appreciate you guys for the downloads, the listens on the live show, on these one-on-ones and also on the Moto Limited podcast where we're doing some more American theme stuff over there as well. So make sure you check it all out, available wherever you get your podcast from. And uh, as we said, big year 2021. We really appreciate everyone who supported us. It's been a monumental year and we are so excited for what's planned for 2022. But uh, just wanted to hop on here first up and thank you. Thank all our partners in the Moto Limited show for making this happen. Uh, But we are back in 2022 with big things. But that's it for me. I'm going to let you guys now listen to... The 199, Nathan Crawford. Alrighty, guys. And as promised, joining me on the phone tonight, the newly signed KDM Australia MX2 rider, Nathan Crawford. Nato, what's up, bud? Hey, mate. How are you? Thanks very much for the call and having me on again. Dude, I was. Uh, we knew for a couple of weeks where you were heading and uh, we couldn't really talk to you about it. I G'd this up a few weeks ago at uh, Motoland and said, hey, when you're ready, I'd love to chat and message you today. Yeah. And you were... Um, yeah, willing to give me the time, so I appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's been exciting times. I feel like it's uh, sort of yeah. As far as the MX Nationals pits go, I feel like it was the worst kept secret. But um, <laughs> about I don't know about maybe a week ago or whatever, when I put out a question thing on my Insta, a lot of people had some interesting um, assumptions on where I was headed. So <laughs> what was, was the weirdest? What was the weirdest one? Um, oh, there was heaps. There was like a rumor going around that I was possibly heading to CDR, and then a lot of like a lot of people thought I was going gas gas four fifty. So, uh-huh. um, I mean, look, they were in the ballpark. A couple of people were in the ballpark, but um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, like a lot of people in the in the pits as far as MX Nationals go, I feel like it was the worst kept secret. But yeah, I mean, it, it's 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 just awesome to finally finally get it out there and be able to. Uh, sort of i guess i guess get started that's it so basically i mean starting out how did it come about like how who approached you you approached them how did the the conversation start with with kdm group um to be honest like it's it's almost been a bit of a 12 month sort of thing yeah <laughs> like when i got back from europe i um I, I got a phone call from pam and he was super interested um for me to be a part of the group um it wasn't necessarily for KDM, but it was he just wanted me to be a part of the group at the time and unfortunately when he called me i'd basically all but done a deal um obviously with circo yeah. um, when i got back so 
um, yeah, Tam was gutted. Like I'm actually really close with like with Tam, my myself and my dad are really good friends with Tam Paul from KDM, and um, yeah, he's uh, he's a really good bloke, and he was devastated that I uh, I couldn't get on on board um, 12 months ago. So, mm. um, but as far as like how this kind of happened, um, straight after Maitland, uh, actually it was it was actually straight after the second motor at Maitland after I won, um, I caught. You know, there was kind of a rumor going around that Regan was possibly heading off to Europe, which would have been awesome for him. Yep. Um, and then, um, yeah, so basically straight after the second motor, I walked up to Kyle, um, and as we call him Mini, yeah. and I just said to him, "Look, I've uh, I've heard a little birdie. If this is the case, like I want I want to be there, like sort yep. of thing." And because um, you know, as far as 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 far as um, this year when I, I kind of really wanted to go to a 450 initially yep. for 2022. And then, um, so that was why I approached Kyle and said, look, you know, I've heard maybe this, maybe that, if it happens, I really want to see if, you know, there's an opportunity for me to come, come in. Um, and then, yeah, like basically it kind of started there, which is quite a while ago now, if you think about it. Yeah. Um, and then me and Kyle just stayed stayed in touch like a lot um, from that from that time till about like I really only did my my deal um, about maybe two and a half three weeks ago. I kind of knew it was going to happen, but it didn't. You know, nothing was um, signed up until about two and a half weeks ago. So it was a long process, obviously. Obviously, with the year being how it was, you know, like it was, it was sort of got a little bit drawn out because of that, and yeah, you know, I just, just unfortunately, this, this COVID thing just keeps, <laughs> keeps, uh, keeps just mess, messing everything up at the moment. So. Oh, dude, don't, don't get me started on that. That's, a, that's a rant for an, uh, another day. That one for sure. But yeah, so um, yeah, so as I said, it was a long um sort of sort of discussion i guess like um for for a while there was basically just a thought and then it kind of all came to fruition pretty quickly and and uh, it's basically just been the biggest breath of fresh air for me to be honest yeah. um just a just yeah i just it's a kind of a relief almost yeah. um um yeah as i'd never been um on a kdm I, I maybe back on an 85 like i was i wrote a kdm and stuff but like since i'd turned senior and that i'd mainly being on a Yamaha and whatever. So, um, I spent a, oh, sorry, I spent a couple of years on a Husky as well, but, yeah. um, yeah, never, never actually a KDM. And, and to be honest, even when I rode Husky back in 2016 and all those years, I always wanted to be on a KDM because I thought, you know, back then I was 18 and I thought KDM, you know, yeah, this is cool, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but I, I just, um, at the time, you know, just uh, Husky was where I was. And, um, but yeah, now, now looks all these, all these years down the track and, um, yeah, it's honestly, it's insane. Like every time I look in the shed, I kind of have to rem- like take a second glance because it's it's weird. I've never seen a one ninety nine on a KDM. So that's pretty, but it's awesome. That's pretty rad. I mean, the the decision to go to the two fifty, I guess. Like as you said, you were sort of approaching to sort of um, if Regan was heading overseas to ride the four fifty. How did the like the discussion go with? 
choosing to go the 254 stroke route um, because, you know, you've you've had success on the big bike and you've had success on the little bike. Um, yep. Was it more of them sort of, I mean, your teammate got announced today as well, Kirk Gibbs has gone back to KDM. Was it more of that yes. sort of thing or did you say, hey, um, I want to give this another shot? It was actually sort of, it was a little bit mutual. I actually kind of think Kyle sort of planted the seed early. Not early, actually. <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't say that. Kyle, Kyle half planted the seed uh, very lightly. He yeah. didn't want to give too much away because obviously there was a lot of things that had to be put in place for me uh, for, a, for a 250 spot to become available in that team because obviously this year it was just one rider, 450 for Regan, you know, so that it wasn't like it was a two-man sort of team. Yep. Um, and he kind of half-planted the seed um, very lightly uh, maybe a couple of months ago and um, – and then I was kind of stewing on it a bit and I said, you know what, like if I was to stay on a 250, it probably would only be for one of the three um, bikes yeah. that, that they have in the KDM group. So rather it be, you know, whether it be a gas, gas, a husky or a KDM. Because at that time when I was chatting to him, I actually didn't know and neither did he exactly where I would land. Yeah. Um, so I said to him, I said, look, oh, you know, I'd probably do it. Like, yeah, I'd be keen to do it, but only for one of these three bikes. Like if I couldn't get a, if I couldn't get a 250 on one of these three bikes, I'd be looking for 50 no matter what, you know? Yeah. So, um, so that was kind of, that's, that's kind of how that started. And then the more the weeks kind of went on, it was like, he kind of rang me one day and he's like, right this is my vision. I want to see you on a 250. And, and, and then from then on, it was like, right, yeah, let's, let's just, let's just do this. And then, and then, yeah, like obviously that's when he kind of, I guess knew that, um, uh, that it was going to be become possible to get, uh, for them to reintroduce a factory bike in the 250 class. Yeah. Um, and put it on the, under that team. So, yeah, that's kind of how it went, and um, once once it all started happening, it was just like I was just I was itching for it to to happen quicker, you know, like it couldn't yeah. have come any sooner for me. Yeah, you're you're fully on board with the decision, and I mean, you you've had you know taste of success on the little bike, and um, I mean you've had a red plate a few times. I mean. Uh, shoot, I think it was 18. You had a red plate. Um, yep. You know, you've been very close in a couple of title chases. So, I mean, it's right there. And I mean, all your experience from Europe and that, you must be pretty excited leading into to 22 factory Cato, like the first time KDM have had the factory effort on the 250, as you said. Like, you must feel like just fired up, ready to, to get after it. Yeah, exactly. And from... You know, obviously, this I've I've done a I've I've spent a few days on the KDM, but I just know that that the um, it's just a strong bike. You know, like even from production, like the engine, the the parts, the quality of parts that are inside the engine are really strong, and this and that, and and that's just like a sort of tick a box a, a box ticked for me in my head. You know, like yeah. um. Yeah, I just I know from my my last year on Husky in 2016 how good that bike was with very very minimal work, and now being able to ride a bike, you know, basically, you know, obviously they've they've come a long way even since then, but basically that kind of you know same sort of engine under a factory effort, like what the possible possibilities are, you know, like what we can 
create like what the you know what sort of a package they can give me it's just like i really can't wait just to to for that all to kind of start happening because as i said that that year in 2016 like it was just me and my old man on a husky with very very minimal yeah. engine work and that thing was just like crazy fast you know yeah so like just just being just knowing maybe what what we can well not even maybe like i'm, I'm sure they're going to give me an unreal bike like even just standard the bike that i've been riding now like it's just it's strong you know yeah, yeah i mean uh, i you know, i was going to talk about that i mean you're on husky the first sort of couple of years husvana was here in australia and i mean the elusive two-stroke days in the under 19 class yeah. on the cheetah bike yeah. as you got a lot of flack yes and that sort of thing but as i said i i feel like you know yeah you've ridden yamaha's a lot of your career but when i look back and i was sort of scrolling through today having to think about all the the you know years you've had yeah some of your greatest successes have been on that the european bike so yeah feel must feel like you know a little bit of a going home sort of feeling like yeah okay i know what i've got underneath me now i'm i'm ready to to get after it and and um succeed so what what sort of goals have you sort of set yourself now that you, you can kind of focus on 22 and the series, the, the Pro MX coming up. Have you got a yeah. sight set? Yeah, I mean, like uh, all but, you know, it's like I guess I guess the first year you ever step into the 250 class, you're like, right, yeah, this is rookie year. Then every year after that, the goal is to win. So yeah. Yeah. that's that's still the goal, you know, like I, I want to win. Like I don't. I don't put so much effort and time and sacrifice and stuff like that to come second. So that the goal, the end goal never changes, but I think, I think for me at this year, this next season, it's going to be a matter of setting just some smaller goals, like my health and, um, you know, just like staying on top of some, you know, just, just simple things to prevent injury or anything, yep. you know, like I'm going to, you know, like always every single racer, whether you're a factory rider or a privateer rider, I guess the end goal is to win, right? But yeah. but like I just think for myself, I think I need to set probably some smaller goals this year that I that I know I'll be able to tick off, you know, piece to piece, let's say, but like yeah. smaller goals that at least at least maybe might help me get to the bigger goal. Yeah. Um um as far as that goes because yeah like even even this year like i feel like i really started to do that and then it just um just a couple of little mishaps went went wrong but that you know that's that's how it that's how it goes we race dirt bikes and yeah things happen so um but yeah i I guess it was obviously the main goal is to win and and um but yeah there's definitely going to be a few little changes and a few little you know i guess smaller goals that i'm going to set just to yeah. help me achieve to achieve the big goal so no big changes to the program for yourself like training off the bike and motos and that sort of thing you're changing anything up when it comes to that or it's sort of same sort of thing just different brand uh yeah basically like my off bike training has been pretty well rock solid since as many years i can remember dude like yeah. i've i've done the same sort of off bike training for a long time <clears throat> um and it's worked for me. Like, I feel like I'm always pretty fit and always pretty strong. Um, I'll probably gonna, I'm thinking about changing if like when I say changing, like very, very minute changes Yeah. as far as, um, during the week on bike training goes, but it's, it's going to be kind of pretty small. Like it's going to be nothing drastic. Yeah. Um, because yeah, you know, like I've kind of been doing my own program for some years now that I know, I've tailored it so much to what I want that I know what works for me and 
And um, yeah, there's no, I guess there's no point going to try to reinvent the wheel. No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, the final thing I want to touch on about, you know, this change, and I want to talk about a couple of things about this year because we haven't really had a chance to, to catch up with you since, uh, geez, this thing was the start of the year. We had you on to talk about the season. Yeah. Um, yeah. But dude, that Alpine Stars kit looked sick. Yeah. I mean, we're, you know, the, the show is sponsored by Fly Racing and that sort of stuff, but that orange on the orange, I was like, holy shit, that's a, that's a solid look yeah um yeah i'm honestly stoked on it really like um steve jennings from alpine star and um he's sort of helped me out um in some way shape or form it's never it hasn't always been alpine star head to toe but i've always had something alpine star for about six years now yep. so next year 22 will be um uh seven years and yeah, like the the gear is far out. Like the the new stuff is un, in unsa- uh, sorry insane. Yeah, like when I was over in Europe, I was full Alpine Star, and even yep. and we had the best gear there too. But um, even the, just this gear that that's come out now and that he's he's given me is for this obviously for the KDM and everything like that. It's unreal. It's another step again. So yeah. Um, nah. So yeah, like I'm pumped on the and 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 the Alpine Star thing is. Um, obviously Gibbsy's in Alpine Star as well, but it's not a team deal like um, what me and Al- uh, Jennings have an Alpine Star. It's a personal deal, and it just so worked out that Gibbsy's done the same thing. So <laughs> nice. how good is that? You know? That's awesome. I was going to ask that if it was a team deal or a personal deal because obviously there's money to be made in um, getting your own personal gear deal, and for both yeah. of you guys to have a personal gear deal, the same same brand is is yeah, uh, yeah that's pretty rare to rare to find. But no, dude, I had to I had to congratulate you on it. As I said, we sort of spoke a few weeks ago when you just signed the deal, and you're like, yeah, I signed it, but I can't talk about it. And yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was pumped for you because as I said, like I've personally known you since you were like little <laughs> and I've like, yeah, yeah. Fo- followed your career and, and, you know, and, and always been a fan and then to see you step onto this and just see the excitement. Um, and you can see it in your face when you're excited. I'm just like, all right, this is scary for the rest of the it's a, MX2. It's a dangerous combo. That's, oh, that's, all, yeah. that's right. The, the MX2 field next year has some serious problems on their hand with the one, <laughs> um, which yeah. would be, which would be cool to see. Um, but just just sort of looking back on this year, I mean, it probably wasn't a we didn't get to do all the rounds, um, and we've sort of talked about that and beaten it to death with everyone. Um, but I mean, it wasn't really the season. You had some bike failures in a couple of races, and I mean, you didn't really start your season that well. You had that big crash at Harvey Bay that we yeah, weren't supposed we did to. Myself big time. Yeah, that was huge. Did that kind of feel like that was sort of the the first setback and then kind of he never really seemed to get ahead of it from there yeah like the year was really going good like i got my first bike in december or whatever when i got back to europe and then i never had a drama um never had a drama like went through two practice bikes 50 hours didn't miss a beat and then um yeah my first little hiccup was at harvey bay and that was a broken shoulder blade and that like that injury, um, to be honest, probably just done me a whole lot of good. Like, yeah. because I had done so much training and so much riding and so many preseason races leading up to, to Harvey Bay. And like, I was really in a really good spot. Like, um, 
and not that not that I think I was too early like I could have maintained you know like I feel like that's one of my strong points you know you hear a lot of people and and you listen to some podcasts even they say you know you worry about some athletes burning out yeah I don't I've never actually burnt out yet yeah ever um and you know I I know there's probably other people that that don't eat either but that's just yeah I, I don't burn out so I could have maintained that um and then been in a really good spot and obviously I had my injury but then once I was, when I, it's funny actually, when, um, after that crash, I, um, went and got an x-ray and everything and I was in no pain from, from when it happened and I was just a bit stiff, whatever. And they're like, yeah, you got a broken shoulder blade. It's not moved. It's not nothing. doesn't need a, doesn't need an x-ray. You'd be right to go. And the doctor told me I'd be back in time for the first round. And I was like, sweet. I wasn't even, wasn't even sort of, um, stressed about it really. Like obviously, you know, not riding sometimes can, take a little bit of a toll on you but it was yeah. kind of good like i um spent a lot of time cycling it was a bit boring i was on a, i was on a um i was on a stationary yeah but yeah. i was doing some stupid case um a week but it was good though because my i um i didn't lose any fitness i actually think i gained fitness from that like my base you know yeah yeah and then i, I turned up to round one and um i hadn't i just felt like i hadn't lost anything because yeah. I just, all the only thing was I was fresh because I hadn't ridden, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then obviously, yeah, how round, how round uh, one went was a bit of a, sh- a bit of a bad first motor just because I got taken out on the first lap, but yeah. I went five, five, two for third overall. And I was like, well, perfect. We've just sort of started the first round on the box and we've sort of brushed that injury off because obviously that kind of a, a, like lingers in the back of your mind because yeah. I'd only had a week on the bike, but but whatever and um yeah so i brushed the injury off and then got third at the first round happy days and um away i went from there and then the second round i was sort of pretty well back to back to you know peak again pretty good feeling good and then that's kind of where it started for me like yeah had a bike um just a freak um a freak one in uh sort of bike issue in practice it was an electrical problem and um, we went back and, um, I think probably it was a little bit of a mistake on my part. And, you know, I just feel like there could have been some better decisions made from both parties, myself and, and the team, you know, like, um, it's not all, it's not, it's not even their fault. It like, I actually blamed myself for it because we had the, we had the problem on the, let's call it the A race bike. And then, um, we went back to the truck and I, we thought we'd found the problem and we're like, sweet. We went, we, we went down to the little test track and tested it out, ran fine. Yep. And we were like, perfect. Went to the start line and same thing happened again. And the, when you get on the start line, you can't change bike. Yeah. Yeah. So I was stuck. I had to at least try the bike made it two laps and no, not even, sorry, lap and a half. And I had to, I had to DNF. So that was like, in my mind, I was thinking to myself, why didn't I just push that bike to the side for the day, you know, like yeah, yeah. ride my second bike all day. And, and that was like something that I learned from that weekend. Like I yeah. kicked myself hard for it. And, um, well, dude, you, you could tell like any, any, any of the interviews you did or anything, like even the following round when it was sort of, you brought up, dude, you just had that that fire where you were just like, man, I'm like, it was lingering in you that, yeah, that, that mistake, one. Yeah, yeah, that was actually really, 
I've like had obviously had some dramas, you know, every, every, every athlete or every race that has a lot of, you know, bike dramas that you don't know about, you know, yeah, like yeah. practice bikes, this, that, that never, that the public would never even know about, you know, but this, and, and I've also had bikes stop on me in a race before, but this one, that one freaking hurt the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because, because there could have been something done to fix it, you know, like I could have, like not even just the team, like if I have a, if I have um, the ability to, um, I guess, what's the word, stop, stop that from happening and I didn't do it, it's my fault, you know, yeah, like, yeah. and that, that I struggled for a, for like a solid two weeks after that to, <laughs> to get over it and then, but then, obviously, the, the second moto, I went out on my spare, but I got second. Happy days. Yeah. So, like, yeah, it, it it was frustrating, but it was good at the same time. I guess bittersweet. And and then um, and then third round came around. I was I was at my peak. I was good, ready to go. Moto one, bike stop stupid problem. Second moto, I go out on my spare bike, win. Yeah. So like, I'm actually like, I was actually really happy to be honest with my racing this year because if you think about it my results were five two at the first round yeah so for a third overall then i went dnf second and then i went dnf one so realistically yeah. i had one shit moto and then i got two seconds in a first like my results were good yeah you know yeah um if you if you take those dnfs out of it or, or whatever like my actual race results were really good this year yeah yeah, no, um, you, you definitely had the speed. It was just, yeah, you just miss a race. You're behind eight ball already, and you know, yeah, with Web miss another race, two yeah, rounds in a row. It was yeah, just not, it and was then not Webster good. being as you know dominant as he was, like yeah. going to be a tall order, even with getting those motos in or getting a result at some of those motos, it was going to be yeah. going to be tough. And then, yeah, you just, I mean, it had to sort of deflate you and you'd be just like, man, what's the, what's the point now? Like, um, uh, after Maitland, now. like after the first moto at Maitland, I was contemplating so many things <laughs> yeah. and then, and then the win, there's nothing like winning. So nah. that, that, that blew it off, you know, I was stoked again, but it was just like, it's, it's so hard because I'm so pissed and I'm so happy all in, <laughs> in five seconds, you know, because yeah. I, that... I just won. And I'm and I'm the only bloke who fucking beat Webster this year. You know? <laughs> yeah, technically, I'm yes. the only dude who stopped him from this. We had however many races this year and only two people won a moto, you know, like it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's it, Red. Uh, we actually laugh with this with Webster. We're like, man, you nearly had a perfect season. <laughs> like, yeah. Besides oh, you, yeah. you, you stopped the perfect season. Um, yeah. But uh, no, that's, I mean, I, as I said, like we, we knew that you were fast and we got to see you at some of those preseason races and like we were just sitting there going, man, it, it, it's going to be freaking awesome. And then, I mean, technically now you got to look into next year and be like, well, Webster's on the 450. He was the only dude that, I mean, you know, I beat the dude that won most last year. You, you know, I'm ready to go and take what's, you know, what you probably think's rightfully yours after your results to start the season um, this year. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, as I said, like every year the goal is to win, but, um, you know, we, we, we lose web, but we gain some other people. We got Wilson coming back yeah. from Europe and whatever, like every year, it doesn't matter if the championship, if the champion leads, leaves the, the field every year is, year is tough, you know, yeah, that's for sure. And there's so many things to take into account, but you know, all I got to do is focus on myself and, set those realistic goals and, and, and just worry about myself and, and nobody else. And 
work hard with my team and I think that's just I'm just like extremely excited about that you know just just to get in and just knuckle down with this new team and and just see what we can do you know yeah for sure um speaking of the team do you know who's sort of mechanicing for you or that hasn't really been yeah um, that's all sort of still like under wraps at yeah, the moment yeah. um kdm's still taking care of all that sort of stuff okay um basically yeah i've just done my deal got my bike and you know we're sort of over christy period at the moment so like um I'm just sort of, I've got my bike. I'm trying to stay out of the hair and we'll just enjoy Chrissy. And once the new year comes, I'm sure it's going to be, you know, head down ass up. Full on, yeah. Um, I mean, you, you spent um, last year in Europe and, you know, came home this year and, and raced back here. Is there a plan to ever head back overseas, be it US or GPs? Is is that still a realistic sort of goal for you or are you sort of just like, I'm just going to oh. stick it here at home? I, um... I don't see myself going back to the GPs. Yep. I I enjoyed my time. I just um, I don't know. It just didn't feel right. I yep. don't know. It just never really felt right. And 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 you know, there's it, that and that doesn't matter. You know, I'm happy with that. Whatever. Yep. Um, yep. but at some point in my life, whether it 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 be for one race or for a full season, I'd really like to just go and try and do a race. You know, like how Ferris went and did hang um whatever round you did, Thunder high Valley point, or whatever yeah, he high went. Point, yep, yeah. where, high point, that's it. Where he went and just did a race and freaking crushed it, <laughs> yeah. did well. Like, I'd just love to go and give it a shot, you know, because yeah. like, um, you know, I just feel like America might suit me a little better. Who knows? Yeah. It may not, but I wouldn't mind to go have a look, you know. Yeah, I think I think the the the, the lifestyle is not as different as what it is living in Europe as to to be in in America. But I mean, obviously, Supercross too. You haven't done Supercross in a little bit. Um, Supercross is the main focus over there now. So yeah, um, we should hopefully have Supercross back here next year. Would be would be nice to to have all the racing back that's for sure definitely um, but no it's it, it'd be cool to to uh see you back see you back out of the track um get you back racing and, and i said chasing this title down next year uh one thing i gotta touch on with you before we let you go uh you yep. you probably don't listen to the show which is probably a good thing for yourself but uh we've had this running joke for a little while now we were out at motoland riding nick and i and uh you block past Nick in a corner and we have just let him have it for weeks now about the 199 tattoo he has on his leg where you run over him and all this sort of stuff. Did um, I run? I ran over it. Nah, you just like I think he was in the rut and you just like blasted through and and, and uh like you I think you and Tanny were doing hot laps and yeah, you just blew past him but we just keep saying oh. we keep saying you run over him and push him out of the way. Oh yeah, I far out. I've oh yeah, like practice tracks they get they get hectic, man. Oh. Like and like I'm not out there trying to be a bastard, you know, like but we just <laughs> Like, here's for example, you know, the perfect example, right? Yeah. Um, right, uh, Ryan Hughes, he yeah. put out this thing. He put out this thing on his on his Instagram about, uh, you know, he's, I don't know, some people like him, you may hate him, whatever. He's, <laughs> he's a strange cat, but he unique. speaks. He's, he's <laughs> speak, yeah, he's unique. He speaks his mind. And some things he says are actually super, like, yeah, super, you know, on point. Like, and he was saying, like, um, and I think it needs to like possibly be policed in yeah. every country. But like when you put say professionals out there with say, you know, like you, you see moto parks these days and oh, there's yeah. no, um, 
limit. There's we, We're out there riding with 50s and 65s, and that's not a problem with yeah. me. You know, I don't care. Like, obviously, we all started somewhere, you know, like, yep. and I respect the kids and this and that and all that. I, and I respect the other riders who are freaking older than me, everything. I respect everybody. But sometimes, like, it's even hard for us to judge where another rider's going to yeah. go, go and we're trying to go fast and this and that. And not that, you know, it shit just happens. Like, yeah. And, um, like, I remember I was at Willowbank, like, like uh, during the season, whatever, and there was this little fat, little tiger on a 65, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to – and he was, like, on the left-hand side of the track, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to go right to the right-hand side. I'm mid-30-minute moto, and he's like – I'm about to blow by him on the – like, ages away from him, and then he's like, nah, I'm going to cut – I'm done. I'm cutting off the track, <laughs> and I just near missed Dang. him, mate. Like, oh. And uh, it's it's scary because, like, if I actually had have hit that – that little guy like i would have felt guilty yeah. as all hell and i would have felt like a complete dickhead you know like yeah i'm actually i'm not about uh not about any of that stuff i respect all riders you know completely the same yeah. but um but yeah it's probably it's probably just me and tanny getting you know we're in the <laughs> middle of a moto and i'm just getting a bit loose and fucking you know trying to just throw on the wheel in there you know <laughs> uh, well, next time you see nick and uh yeah just give him stick about it because we have he laughs it off it's funny he actually joins in now but at the time he we he brought it up and when tanny was in here he's like aaron you went right around the outside no worries but not nato he just had to <laughs> and we just we, every time we you bring know up what? actually like in the i don't know in my across or whatever whatever there's there's little there's there's little beasts here and there i don't <laughs> mind it you know i get i'm all about it but i also respect everybody too i don't yeah. know i just i'm a bit of a feisty one I yeah know. oh dude <laughs> I you, just, whatever. You're, feisty. you're feisty we know that but no, it, it's funny because we we just keep we keep paying him out about it every time but, every time. but we're not out there well i mean i practice tracks completely different but i'm saying race we're not out there oh, yeah, yeah. make, oh, make no. friends you know like with one position could be the difference between thousands of dollars that's right that's I'm right i'm not having it you know yeah that's <laughs> for sure i mean as you were talking about with these you know I'm the same when you get to like a ride park or something like that. Like I've, I've spoken to people and I mean, uh, hopefully the, the microphone I have in front of my mouth gives me enough voice one day to help make change, but it's not to benefit me or to benefit you as you know, me, I'll loosely say former pro rider and you as a professional rider, like it's more the speed differential that gets scary that you, you know, you're not trying to, but it's just, the speed difference between you and that rider is they they are not thinking anything's coming. The next minute, you're warp speed going past, and they yeah. make a decision you don't have the ability to stop. And and even too, I've spoken about you know riders being taught a few basic rules, like that kid just turning right in the middle of the track and and peeling off, like just basic. Like if you want to pull off whatever side you're closest to, you pull off the track that side. Don't go over yeah. where dad is or your mechanic. Like yeah. just basic etiquette, and I've always been like, because that, yeah, as I said, for you, like if you just smoked him, like it, it could have been really bad, and then you would have felt you know guilty for it when you know just saying to your kid, hey, turn off the track at the yeah. end of the loop, or you know the side that you're on, don't cut across the track because you don't know what's coming. So, I yeah, mean, there's exactly. there's adults that do it too as well. So it's yeah, exactly, kid. and it's hard because not only then do we take into account that we're probably maybe going to hurt somebody, but then if we get injured, yeah. we're out of a job. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. we we're out of a job for the, like so, and depending on the injury, first could be for a substantial amount of time. So that's right. it's hard. Like it's a hard balance too. And obviously, we know that moto parks like. Obviously, we do most of our work, you know, from Monday to Friday as far yeah. as our motors and shit goes. But 
not always does that happen. And we go out on the weekends and whatever. And we, and like, I know for a fact, you know, cause I'm obviously mates with a lot of dudes, like a lot of riders, as like you said, Tanny and you know, Byram and all these people that we ride with and that. Yeah. But sometimes, yeah, we go out there and like, even just the smallest things, like during the week, we're so used to moto and with fast dudes because yeah. during the week we've only got the pros. So like we're so used to moto and with fast guys that when when a slower guy gets out on the track, we we actually underestimate how fast we come up on them yeah, as well. Yeah. And it just just simply because you know you know nine times out of ten we're not we're riding with riders that are either the same speed or quicker than us. You know, like guys on four fifties or whatever. Like it just it's hard. There's a lot to take into consideration when you go to motor parks and stuff like that. You definitely have to be careful. That's right. I mean, you, as I said, you, you guys do your work during a week and you'll get back to that now and try and get some, some riding done. Uh, that's for sure. But uh, as we said, I had to bring up the, the Nick thing is pretty funny because he, run, yeah. he runs 99. Well, he runs you'll 99. Have to tell him, you'll have to tell him to return the favor because <laughs> I'm all about it. So we just, we tell him that he's, he's got 99 on his bike and we're like, oh, Nato stole the one off yours. He hit you that fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, give, we give him stick but uh look dude i'm gonna let you go you've uh had a day of riding today and obviously a big day with the announcement of the new ride and and the new team and that sort of thing but i appreciate you giving us the time tonight to sort of run through a couple of things and as i say get your your feelings on what's happening and and what the sort of the plans are for 22 but uh really appreciate the time yeah no thank you very much for having me on and uh yeah we'll chat again soon thanks dude